Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads, generally, for most people, are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hello and welcome to the Monday edition of World Soccer Talk podcast. Uh, usually it's Kyle Fansler doing the interviews. Uh, this week uh, I've got, actually got an interview and uh, it's an interview with uh, Ray Warren, who is the president of Telemundo Deportes, uh, the exclusive Spanish language broadcaster for this year's World Cup, as well as the 2026 World Cup. And of course, previously for the 2018 World Cup. Well, this is going to be a big one for Telemundo. And so I had a chance to sit down and talk to uh, Ray Warren about several topics. Some of the questions that came up were, um, what's the differences between Telemundo's coverage uh, this time compared to last time? Uh, How the time difference uh, for games, uh, whether that helps or hurts the coverage, as well as uh, how will uh, Telemundo address the topic of human rights uh, in regards to Cutter. So a lot to get to, plus much, much more. So here's the interview with uh, Ray Warren, president of Telemundo Deportes. So Ray, the first question I have for you is, uh, what will be different about Telemundo's coverage uh, of this upcoming World Cup compared to uh, 2018 yeah, there's a lot, um, as you might imagine, just in the sense of the differences between the cities, well, the countries, right? Qatar uh, versus Russia, um, 10 cities, 2 million square miles, people sleeping on airplanes, getting up and either playing a game or calling a match. Um, so we think that, um, you know, we'll have, well, we don't think, we know, we're going to have announcers in every stadium for every game, Um we're working on some surprises as it relates to that. The, the locale is so, uh, uh, you know, open to really having some fun stuff because um, you're just not worried about. And I have to give, you know, mm-hmm. credit. We got everybody where we had to uh, in 2018, but we know it's going to go We expect it to be uh, much simpler this time around. Um, we're going to increase the numbers of our experts in terms of our players and we're going to have referees more women uh more guests more celebrities the other thing that's really different and i think this is the one that it is it is going to just be explosive for telemundo enterprises not just telemundo sports and i think nbc universal will be really delighted with what they're going to see in 2018 
we were kind of sprinting to the World Cup. Uh, you know, I got here in September of 16. We had a Confed's Cup six months later. I was evaluating staff, tutor helping me expand my Spanish, which I brought some with me to the company, but got needed more, wanted more. Um, and then we're in Russia calling the Confed's Cup. And then a year later, you know, we've got a World Cup, whereas now I've been here for almost six years, um, fully... It, you know, I'm, I'm just, we, we have a process at the company that we're calling World Cup Wide. What does that mean? World Cup Wide means that we've broken every part of the company down and given every part of the company specific input and expected outputs for marketing, PR and communications, ad sale, production, that all the shows at Telemundo will be involved. Uh, community outreach inside the country. Um, literally everybody who, you know, runs a business at Telemundo, we have many meetings. <laughs> mm -hmm. But it's a 180-degree difference um, when you can make it more of a marathon than a sprint, as you could imagine. Yeah, the last World Cup, I, I remember too, there was just some crazy logistics to get to link everyone from city to city, especially Andres and Manuel Sol and, and many others. And, and that's just the <laughs> uh, kind of behind the mic, there's, I'm sure, in terms of just the operations behind the scenes. But for this World Cup coming up in uh, 20, well, November and December, will this actually, yeah. in terms of cost, be less because there's less kind of. Uh, you mean less uh, spend? I mean, not not the cutting back on spend, but it, it's going to be cheaper to actually kind yeah. of broadcast this one than, than than four years ago. You know, well, obviously some of that stuff is you know inside the lines, but ultimately I will tell you that we're just reinvesting that amount of money because um, you know the time zone that one you know, the time zone difference is an hour more than what we had in Moscow, so we're pretty confident about the numbers. We love the draw. As I, you know, I listened to your podcast yesterday because um, I just flew in from Doha Monday night at seven o'clock. Um, we love the draw. Sure, <laughs> we love the timing and the, you know, the games. Um, so you know, we're we're going to have more positions in Doha. We really did reinvest the same amount of money or darn close to it. To be honest with you, um, it was a bigger fight in 2018. For me, um, I was wrestling the CFO to the ground at times to do what I thought was the way to do a World Cup, and I was brand new. Um, you know, it's just not that way. We've proven ourselves with one of the great World Cup experiences ever in 2018. Um, you know, ratings were, you know, we're 18% of the population with 41% of the viewers, um, we brought 50% of all the people who came to Telemundo any night had not been to Telemundo in 30 days or more. 81% of all the viewers were bilingual. So while it could have been 50-50, because they could have watched Fox, we called, I don't know if you and I have ever talked about the 200 percenters. 200 percenters are, are, are Hispanics in the country who are really 100% American and 100% native to their family's origin, so mm -hmm. much because we're like a generation behind of having come to the country. And so when the World Cup comes, I'll give you an example of the Super Bowl, which we put on Telemundo this year and shattered all the records anyone had ever seen for an audience watching the Super Bowl in Spanish language. 
we we beat the highest number, which had been Fox to Cortez. And that's because we put it on the Telemundo Broadcast Network. And I had reporters saying, you know, what you're allowing me to do is to watch this game with my family. I used to watch the Super Bowl with my friends because they didn't speak English. Um, and now I'm going to mom and dad's house and we're going to watch the Super Bowl together. So mm-hmm. you can't, you know, we're not going to do any less games on Telemundo, 56 on Telemundo, eight on Universal because they're simultaneous matches. Everything will be live streamed, um, more accessible, people much more comfortable four years later with live streaming. Everybody's got their passwords saved somewhere and they know what they're doing. Um, so, yeah, you know, mm-hmm. I can't wait. Honestly, or as I used to say, I can't sleep fast enough. <laughs> so the the kickoff times, I mean, there's the 5, 8, 11, and then 2 p.m. Eastern time. And the way that FIFA's looked at the schedule and kind of rearranged it, it's definitely favorable for having a lot of the Mexico games and U.S. games and some of the other big games, I mean, Brazil, etc., in those 2 p.m. windows, 2 to 4 p.m. windows, which is really favorable for, for a lot of us, um, the, the viewers too. Yeah. But what opportunities does that give you as far as any like lead-ins to other programming post 4 p.m. on those big days when you have those big games? Yeah, and you know what we're trying to do is make it a very seamless handoff. Um, you know, we will continue. We will have a one-hour post-game um, at the end of every day, the Bate Mundial, um, and you know then we'll be I guess at like five o'clock, five fifteen, depending on what kind of time the game ended um and that you know i will put on one of our shows that will not ignore the world cup but we have an audience to serve that you know is a broadcast audience broad being the operative word so we have to also keep those folks connected to telemundo and so while we will certainly not ignore um the world cup in those programs um we'll probably do some other things that you know our viewers who may not be as rabid World Cup fans, um, although we know kind of everybody is during those 28 days. But again, we still have an audience to serve. But so, so there'll be a little bit about, um, yeah, you know, even in the games in between matches where there's time, we'll 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 try to do, you know, heavy duty pregame as we get closer to the match. Um, but you know, maybe a little bit lighter fare in between. So you know, we're going to be we've done so much research. We know what our audience wants. We know what we have now that the draw is over. And we have some opportunities. Um, you know, I look at that Brazil-Serbia game on, well, I'll tell you about what I'm calling Dia de Football. On Thanksgiving Day, there will be four matches, three of which have Spanish-language teams. There'll be a short break for people to watch Alvaro Viva, the news, eat their turkey dinner. And then we're going to be on NFL Thursday night, you know, it's called Sunday Night Football on Thanksgiving Day. But we're going to have that game on Telemundo as well. So we're going to literally kind of own the network all day. Four matches, three of those matches, and you know this as well as I do. Um, Uruguay, Portugal, and Brazil. Um, I think that Brazil game might conflict with Fox's NFL game, the Cowboys. So they'll probably have to put Brazil Brazil, Serbia on FS1. We look at that as a giant opportunity. There's a couple of places where, where Fox may be stuck and have to put, um, you know, Saturday the 26th, um, the Argentina-Mexico game will conflict with their football pro- product. And I'm 
going to, I don't know. I don't know what they'll do. They might move the football game, but looking at it straight up, that might be a game uh, Argentina next year that has to go on to FS1. So between our day of football on Thanksgiving, between some of the matches we're going to have before the round of 16, uh, you know, yeah, I'm just like I said. <laughs> really well, that, nice. well, that, well, that's important to note, though, too, because, I mean, Telemundo is going to be showing every single game except for those those eight games on those final days of the group stage, which will be on Universo just because the, the games kick off at the same time. Right. But every single one of those games right. is on Telemundo with no conflicts, right? Yep. Which is yep. huge, which is huge. Yeah. So, yeah. So and on so, the weekend, you know, the morning games, you know, what, what we've been doing in the last couple of years, you know, we bought the rights to Chivas de Guadalajara, you know, the most historic team in League MX. And so we've kind of tried to, you know, continue to serve our audiences from both sides of the uh, world. So our numbers on the West Coast, since we added Chivas, are huge. Um, and Premier League, you know, we're way above last year's numbers with this year's Premier League. So, you know, those Saturday morning time slots are very regular times of time periods for our audiences to be watching uh, Premier League. Mm-hmm. Chivas is typically in the, uh, in, in the primetime area. But again, you know, it's a giant Mexican audience. 75% of our Chivas viewers are Mexican. Um, I think the average in the country is, you know, 50 to 60. So, you know, we're really trying to kind of surround them. <laughs> sure. And then when the World Cup comes... You know, just had such a such a lucky lucky draw. So you you've traveled to uh, Qatar uh, a bunch of times. W- what's the experience like? Yes. I mean, how how is that different from from you being in that country compared to to other World Cups? Well, yeah, I mean, um, I've been to other. I've been to only one other World Cup in Russia, but I've been to other cities that have hosted World Cups a lot. Mm-hmm. So um, it's as unique. And that's what's very cool about it. It's as unique a place as you could want to go to do anything, if it's the vacation or or, or, or watch the World Cup. Um, yeah, there's nothing to compare it to that I, you know, I don't know how far back you go. I know you go back, back further than me in World Cups. I don't think there's anything that compares to a city, you know, I think it's the size of New Jersey or something. Um, mm-hmm. But then Doha is, you know, and I think you guys, I keep stealing your lines, but it was a great podcast. Um, it's really the World Cup in Doha. Right, yeah. <laughs> it's always Cutter 2022, really Doha 2022, which is great. I mean, I heard Andres talking, and, and we've been saying this for months now, how fresh the teams, the players will be. Andres is just so happy that his head will hit the pillow in the same room every night for however many nights he's there. That is very different, you know? Sure, absolutely. It's just going to be, yeah, yeah. And then one of the the other questions that that comes up quite often, time and time again, it is that you mean basically human rights, and it's a big topic. It's something that um, you mean basically the last few years there's been a lot of reporting on it on on the journalism side or other TV networks, etc. But how will Telemundo address that topic in in the coverage of the World Cup? So it's you know it's something that we all know about. I think it's something that's been really well discovered. Um, I think to the degree that, you know, I said this once and I got slapped, by it and slapped, slammed, when I said, look, if they put the World Cup on the moon, I'd have to figure out how to get to the moon and produce the World Cup. We're the sports guys. You know, we deliver World Cups. We don't pick the cities. We just, we have to go wherever 
the games are. Um, that's a that's kind of a hide to seek answer. You know, I think we look a little bit to, but the thing I'll say about having been to Cutter as often as I have, and I, you know, I still get confused when you're there. They call it Cutter when I'm home. They call it Qatar, uh, Qatar, but um, I guess I'll just call it Doha. Having sure. been to Doha a few times, um, you know, they're real. They're really aware of the situation. They are really trying to improve it and open up their culture to a different way. So in some ways, you know, there are other places that are in the same place, but not doing anything about it. And I give Cutter credit for trying to do something about it. You know, educational programs, you know, bringing the world cup to their country will certainly help with that. I think as it relates to our coverage, we'll probably take a cue from NBC sports and, and, you know, their uh, handling of the Beijing winter games, you know, there was a very pretty strong opening comment um, at the opening ceremonies. And at the end of it, it was, but you know, let's honor the athletes. Let's honor the fans. Let's, let's watch some Olympics. Mm -hmm. Um, So I think that, you know, that is, that is probably going to be our, our way of addressing it. It is about the World Cup. We can talk all day about it. Why is it in Qatar? Who put it? In, it doesn't matter. It's in Qatar, sure. and that's where we're going. We'll have the World Cup. So and let's, you know, we've they've been they've been their their issues have been put out there, and they're not hiding. Well, Ray, anything else you'd like to add? Just because I know there's a lot going on this year, but uh, any anything else that we didn't cover? Uh, the other thing is our goal. Uh, we had a giant number of, of English-speaking fans who watched us instead of our competition because, as we say, it's mejor en español, mm-hmm. better in Spanish. Yep. Um, and so our other goal is to continue to take English-language viewers and and show them, uh, you know, a more fun way. We have a couple of 200 percenters in the in the building here who had said to me after the Super Bowl, you know, to be honest, I've always watched Sunday Night Football on NBC. We've had it on Universal, but again not as distributed as widely as, as, as Telemundo. And so I always just, you know, went to NBC, but when it was on Telemundo, I kept flipping back and forth. I, and I wanted to go back to Al and Chris, but I actually really enjoyed our call. Yep. Um, so, you know, again, I think, you know, our goal is just to keep, I think it's easier for us to take English language viewers and have them bring in into Spanish than for Spanish language viewers to want to go to English. So we're going to keep pounding away at that. up what was that boring no flavor that was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week kiki palmer here and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free hello fresh jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. now that's music to my mouth hello fresh let's get this dinner party started discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com 